Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. Today we're talking all things Teamless Tuesday. First one of the year, boys. How are we? Daniel and Mooney, are we excited? Very excited, Burmo. Ready to go. Mooney. Very excited. Love a TLT. Bloody oath, boys. It's been a long time. Um, that's a Jared Hayne reference for anyone playing along. Um, all right, let's get straight into it. Let's talk. Let's talk. Um, we'll go matchup by matchup. Some there's obviously some usual suspects that we won't need to to sort of go through in depth. But um, uh, look, let's let's get underway with uh, Storm and uh, Bunnies. So I'll go through quickly. Um, we've got from Melbourne. We've got fullback pa- uh, Little Papi, Ryan Pappenhausen, uh, winger George Jennings, uh, center Remus Smith. Uh, you welcome Sam. You got the nod. Uh, Justin Olam, the other center. Josh Adekar, winger. Uh, Cam Munster, 5'8", Jerome Hughes, halfback, Jesse Bromwich at prop, Brandon Smith at hooker, starting in place of Harry Grant, obviously, um, Christian Welsh at prop, uh, Felice Cafusi uh, in the second row, Kenny Bromwich in the other second row spot, uh, Big Nass, Nelson Asafo-Solomona at lock. Uh, on the bench, we've got Chris Lewis, Tui Kamakamitha, uh, Tommy Eisenhuth, Nico Hines. Um, boys, do you want to give me your thoughts on the storm really quickly before I get into the Rabbitohs or jump into Burns through the Rabbitohs really quickly? I, uh, I guess a, a two cents on it, I reckon. Yeah, yeah far go, away, go gentlemen. Any any surprises? Um, look, no, no real surprises. Maybe I didn't know that um, Branko Lee was actually out for a week. So Remus Smith getting named at centre and George Jennings coming onto the wing, I suppose, was a little bit of a surprise, but nothing major that affected too much in my team. Um, for me, the only thing that I'm sort of looking at and have been tossing up over the last few days is whether to bring in Brandon Smith into my team. Could be pretty big and have um some decent price rises if he scores. You know. 55, 60 over the next few weeks. 600K as well? I think that's not a bad little shout there. Because yeah, Grant's yeah. out for, what, six weeks? Um, yeah, four, four-ish, maybe yeah. five. Um, okay. So if he scores big um, and plays um, 80 at hooker and scores maybe 60s, he should get maybe 100K price rises, which could be a cheeky, you know, upgrade your Brandon Smith to someone like an Alex Twile, um, who's more of a, a keeper. So I don't know. That's the only thing that's sort of has um, been brought to my attention in this Storm team, but otherwise, you know, always pretty pretty rock solid. Yeah, I think Smith played, he played 80 last year at hooker for the Storm anyway, and he didn't hit those kind of big scores that you probably want from a hooker like your Chorus House and your Cooks. I don't think he's going to make that much cash from 600, even in the first four weeks until Harry Grant comes back. But I guess he does need to prove himself and he really wants to lock down that hooker spot at the Storm. So I guess this is his chance to, but I just don't see him making that much cash in the first um, few weeks. His break even's 45. He'll probably get 50 to 55. I don't see him hitting 60s very often. He was actually scoring better from Locke, which is what he'll probably be playing in this team from the bench with um, Grant back as well. So I don't see just Just that on that Locke situation, what, what do we think happens when Finucane comes back into the equation? Do we think whatever, we basically just take Nass's score this week as a write-off? What do we think? Because obviously Nass, yeah. So we're, so Nass is obviously starting this week at lock. So we just we just take that with a grain of salt. Whatever score he gets, don't get fall, don't fall into a trap if he goes big. Um, yeah. Look, Nass scored really well at lock last year and loved loved it. Um, but I think that Fanu will come back to lock. Nass will go back to maybe a bench front rower, um, and, and Brandon Smith will also come off the bench. Um, kind of like power players off off the bench like yeah. they did last year. Yeah. Genuine try scorer Nass was the back end, so keep an eye out, gentlemen. Yeah. Um, all right. Now let's talk through. Let's talk through bunnies. Um, obviously, we've got uh, at fullback Latrell Mitchell on the wing, Alex Johnson, center Dane Gagai, 
Uh, other center, Campbell Graham, Josh Mansour on the wing did get did in that spot. Uh, Cody Walker at six, Reynolds at seven, uh, Adam Reynolds that is. Uh, Tommy Burgess at eight, uh, Damien Cook at nine, Tavita Tatola ten, Jacob Host eleven, um, Jaden Sewer at twelve, uh, Cameron Murray at lock, Benji uh, at fourteen, Mark Nichols, Keon Kalamatangi. And then Jai Arrow as well. Boys, talk me through it. Do we want to get the elephant in the room out of the way that Sam Dunham made a correct prediction in Jacob Host? Do we want to give him his props now and then move on? I didn't really want to touch on that, but I guess we kind of have to, don't we? He oh, did. He was a big yeah, song and dance, and I, I talked a lot of smack. Yeah, look, I think for the for now he's earned his spot, but or maybe not even earned. He's probably he's got the spot. Um, I think that Host and Kalamatangi are probably. Um, interchange that spot. You know, if Host has a bad week, I think maybe Colin Matungi might might snag that role. I don't. I don't really know. I take that with a grain of salt a little bit personally. Um, I think it's the the spot's still up for grabs. He's definitely not cemented it. So, uh, well, good for him for getting it for week one. But we'll see what happens. See how it goes. Especially with Jairo in the mix, do we think that rotation might have something to do with it as well? Do we think Jairo might sneak his way into the starting side at some point? Might just be because he's at a new club. He's he's working his way there. What do we think, boys? I think. Um... I just think, yeah, Arrow probably needs a bit more time to um, get used to this Rabbitohs squad. And I think Host has probably just out-trained him, really. I think that's what, um, uh, sorry, that's what they're going off there. Like, Because otherwise, Jai Arrow starts and Murray moves to an edge. Like, Host must be doing something right to get that starting spot. It's a bit. I thought it was a bit rude of Moody to go that he didn't earn it. That's a bit strange, but okay. You had one big week. We, we just, uh, we, we, you just cost us a friend of the show, Lachlan. Have a bloody thing, mate. Oh, <laughs> uh, sorry. Kulamatangi, you're, you're now a friend of the show. Thanks, mate. Ha- uh, that's, that's savvy. Well done. Um, <laughs> all right, boys. Look, a lot of usual suspects in those two teams. Anything else we want to touch on? Um, no, I think they'll be. No. Um, I mean, be Murray at lock for yeah. a little bit might be a decent shout. Like, he'll still be a good fantasy scorer anyway. Like, he's, he's, a, he's a keeper anyway if you put him in your team. But um, for the first couple of weeks, he might be. Um, decent shout for some good scores at lock. Um, fair enough. Um, all right, boys. Second game, we've got um, Knights versus the Dogs. So we'll run through the Knights. Uh, Sexy Texy uh, in place of Callum Ponga. Uh, Stafford Toa on the wing. Anari Tuala at centre. Bradman Best, the other centre. Gemma Shibasaki uh, on the other wing. Uh, Kurt Mann at 5'8. Mitch Pierce at halfback. Um, David Clemmer prop. Jaden Braley at hooker. Daniel Saifidi at the other prop. Uh, Tyson Frizzell, um, back row. Mitch Barnett, back row. Connor Watson, the sexiest man in rugby league. Undisputed, best-looking man in all of sports, starting at lock this year. Congratulations. Well done, Connor. Round of applause from me. Uh, Suaso Su on the bench. Jacob Saifidi, uh, Josh King, and then uh, Brody Jones uh, on the bench as well. Boys, talk me through it. The Knights, who are we excited to see? Anyone shocked? Anything? Anything exciting? Not your boy, yeah, your boy Connor Watson starting at locks big, um, and actually getting it confirmed. Otherwise, yeah. um, Jaden Braley playing eighty, sure should be playing eighty, I might say. You know, the only thing whether is whether they, um, you know, rotate Connor Watson out of lock and then bring him into hooker. But I don't, I don't think that'll happen. I think he'll be knackered after a stint at a stint at lock. The question mark around uh, Daniel brought it up before the show actually off air. Uh, Phoenix Crossland out. Um, he was holding in that that fourteen spot. Towards the back end of last year, do we think he comes back into the side, or what? What do we think for that for that um, for that fourteen spot? Oh, yeah, maybe. Even if he does, he comes on and plays twenty minutes. Jaden Braley's captain. I don't think he's going to he's going to play any less than sixty. 
Yeah, I think for the first couple of weeks, Braley's got to be making some decent cash anyway um, until, you know, some of the Knights players do come back, like your Crosslands, your Fitzgibbons, your Blake Greens. Like, I think that spot is his now. And if he can, you know, get as many minutes as he can in that position and perform, he'll be locking down that spot. I think he's kind of close to a must-have in your team. Um, There are plenty of cash cows, but he's going to be a pretty good one if he can get 80 minutes. So I think you've kind of got to look at him as an option, uh, especially with a break-even of only 31. He'll probably be scoring 40 to 50 a game. You, you, you tossed up a name just there, Blake Green. Now, should we be thinking Kurt Mann's in any danger of losing his spot when Blake Green comes back? What do we think, gents? Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's, it's hard to say. I think Kurt Mann and Blake, and Jaden Braley are going to be playing out of their skin the first few rounds, both trying to cement that spot, their spots down. Um I think personally, the best thing for the Knights is Kurt Mann plays six. Um, I really liked watching him play at six. Um, was that start of last year, maybe? Um, really liked it, and I thought he blended pretty well. So, because if Blake Green comes in, um, then maybe Kurt Mann plays utility. They're going to play with both Connor Watson and Kurt Mann in this team. I don't know. I don't really know yeah. what what's going to look like. It's going to be a bit messy. Yeah, I reckon flip a coin and um, that'll predict who who's going to get what position for when all the players are back. Like, it's so hard to pick between those players. I think you just got to play it um, on face value and what you got now and just wait until those um, players come back and see where they're put because I don't think Blake Green's going to come straight back into the squad considering the injury he did sustain. So I think you've got a, a few weeks extra on his return anyway. So I think for now you can be safe in selecting Braley or Watson or Kurtman. Um, for the time being. Um, speaking of guys coming back into the side, uh, when Caelan Ponga comes back now, it is, I've, I've heard some different male NRL physio has him at four to six weeks, or oh, sorry, round four to six. Um, do we think Tex Hoy is is a potential sort of early round cash cow option, given that he's he's about, what, 300K, I think, at the moment, or 350K maybe? I'm not, I, can't, I don't yeah. have the exact number in front of me. Um, and now... He, do we think he's worth rolling the dice on as a as a starting fullback at only around about 300k? We've seen what he can do um, with some with some pretty big scores last year when he did get the nod uh, in the spine. What do we think, boys? Any so, any worth there? Yeah, so Hoy's at 314k. He's only got a break even of 23, and he'll most likely make some cash at fullback. Um, I guess I was thinking of getting Hoy and upgrading him to Tom Trebojevic when he's back which is a good play if you have a little bit of extra cash just in case Hoy doesn't get to that 400, 450k mark to pay for um, Tommy T. But um, that's all I could really use him as because if he if he lasts four weeks and Ponga comes back, he's probably not going to make that much cash. If he if Ponga's out to round six, then he's probably going to make a bit more cash and be more valuable. I think it's a really hard one to judge because a four-week cash cow He's only going to make you at max like one 100 to 150K um, before you have to get rid of him because he's just going to be straight up dropped. I don't even think he gets a bench spot in this squad, unfortunately. So, um, yeah, it's a it's a roll of the dice kind of situation. I think there's probably better options out there than going for Tex Hoy, to be honest. And it's too much a risk because they're going to try to rush Ponga back into this squad when they can. Moon, you think about the same or what do you reckon? Do you reckon there's um, value there? Well, I actually have Tex Hoy in my team at the moment. I was thinking that I would upgrade him to um, Turbo. I'm happy to burn two trades to bring Turbo in um, at round four. Um, look, I was tossing up between my boy Matt Moylan or Sexy Texy. So, um, look, that's something that I'll probably make just before game day on Thursday. 
be fair. Look, if those are your options, all... you go Hoy, right? Yeah. <laughs> Hoy or Moylan. I was going to say, after all the things he said about Matt Moylan being a great shout in those early episodes, <laughs> I think I think you owe it to the people, Lachlan, to stick with what you said. All right? I just As think you... burn, long term, Matt Moylan is the option. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. There you go, folks. You have it confirmed there. Um, very, Lachlan very slow burn. Lachlan Moon will be selecting Matt Moylan. Um, all right, boys, uh, Bulldogs, um, everybody's seemed to be potential favourite cash cow. Corey Allen uh, at fullback, uh, Nick Meany on the wing, uh, Will Hapawade at three, uh, Nick Kotrick four, uh, DWZ, Dallin Matini, Zelezniak at five. Uh, again, another great cash cow op- uh, option there. Jake Abrillo at six, who's also a Julie centre. Uh, Kyle Flanagan at seven. Uh, Ofahiki Ogden at eight. Sione Katoa at nine. Um, Jack Hetherington at 10, Adam Elliott 11, Corey Waddell 12, Josh Jackson at 13, uh, Bradley Dietz uh, at 14, uh, Renoff and uh, Atoni at 15, Raymond Fatala Mariner 16, Dylan Napa 17. Um, few surprises in this team, boys. Uh, Mooney, if I can get your thoughts first, give me, give me your biggest sort of surprises in this team. Um, sort of two, sort of, actually, I didn't realize Napa was on the bench, so that's probably a little bit surprising that Ogden got the starting spot over him. Um, but Rafe not getting a starting spot was a little bit odd. I think that he'll probably get that spot eventually. Corey Waddell will revert back to the bench. Um, thought Adam Elliott was going to play lock as well. Maybe Josh Jackson went to an edge, but, um, look, I think that this team's also probably just trying to sort out their back line because I definitely think Raymond Fatalamarin is worth, um, worth a starting edge spot over Corey Waddell. Um, so that's probably, you know, the only, you know, big things in this team. Love that Jake Cabrillo's overcome his um, elbow injury and is able to start. And Nick Cotter becoming a cheeky Julie is also very handy. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty happy with this team. Far away, Daniel, give us your thoughts. Any surprises? Anyone that you're sort of yeah, look- picking up now after this team's come out? Mooney, Mooney really covered it. You've got to have Avarillo. He's just a straight-up cash cow, especially starting round one. Um, you just kind of got to have him in your team. Corey Allen and Nick Kotrick, good options. Uh, I think less probably Nick Kotrick. You've got more upside in Corey Allen, I would say. Uh, but I think the the change with Adam Elliott and Josh Jackson, Jackson means Adam Elliott's probably not a go. He, he was looking very good at lock uh, mid-last year before he got injured, I think it was, um, towards the back end of the season. Yeah, broke, um, broke mine and Mooney's heart just quietly, that injury. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was he was looking quite good, and I thought he was probably a prospect for this year until that happened, oh, until I saw the change in position. I just don't think he's going to get the tackles on an edge, uh, but that's probably about it. I think the rest is speaks for itself. Sione Katoa is only going to be there for a couple of weeks until um, Jeremy Marshall King's back from his foot injury, and Bradley Dietz is just a no-go as a bench hooker. Uh, that's about it. Yeah, like you said, Fatal Mariner and Napper will probably make their way into that squad after the first couple of rounds, I'd say. Yeah, beauty. Um, yeah, look, for, yeah, for me, I, I tend to agree with the sentiment that Corey Allen's obviously, that I, I think he's your number one priority from that squad. Um, yeah, look, Josh Jackson at lock, just, that's just sexy to me, the idea of that. I just I already like Josh Jackson, already a workhorse. I think he bounces back from a, from a pretty quiet year last year in fantasy going into that lock role if he holds it down. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's move on to uh, Broncos and Para. Um, all right. Let's get. Let, let's go. Let's go through the Broncos first. Uh, Jermaine Asako, fullback. Xavier Coates on the wing. Herbie Farmworth at centre. Tessie New uh, at the other centre. David Mead, um, the wily old veteran, coming back into the side uh, on the other wing. Uh, Anthony Milford, Moon's favourite player, starting at five eight. Uh, Brody Croft, Sam Dunham's. 
favourite player starting at halfback. Uh, Tavita Pangai Jr. at prop. Jakey Turpin, my favourite player starting at hooker. Uh, Alex Glenn starting in the second row. Pretty Jordan Ricky starting at 12. He's an absolute snack. If you haven't done so, get on his Instagram. Do yourself a favour. Um, Patrick Carrigan at lock. Uh, John Asiata, Tommy Flegler, uh, Ethan Bullimore, and Ben Teo uh, round out the, the interchange bench. Uh, thoughts, boys? What are we thinking? Uh, yeah. I'll get your thoughts first, Daniel, if that's all right, actually. Yeah, sure. So there's lots to <clears throat> lots to talk about here. So Brody Croft's obviously got that half spot. I still don't think he's probably a buy, but it's uh, interesting for Dearden because he's kind of the future of that Broncos team, I'd imagine. Surprising that they dropped him. Um, Jordan Ricky getting a start is huge. I think if you don't have Ricky in your team, you're just not playing fantasy. So get him in your squad. There's <laughs> just it, like if you don't have him round one, he's going to make 30k off the bat. So you just kind of got to fit him in there if you don't have him already. Um, Alex Glenn is just a no-go on that side. And Pat Carrigan getting the lock spot was... Uh, I don't know if it was surprising. I, I, I didn't think he was going to. I honestly thought Lodge would get a bench spot. Carrigan would be in the front row and someone else would fill out that lock spot, maybe a TPJ or something like that. But I yeah, I didn't think Carrigan was actually going to be playing lock. But I guess that'll change when Payne Haas comes back anyway, probably unless Matt Lodge just loses the front row spot or TPJ. I don't know how they're going to change it up, but they're probably the main talking points. Uh, and I'll let you touch on Turpin and New if you want to go lucky. Yeah, look, just touching on the your lock um, rotation that you're talking about, I reckon when Payne Haas comes back in, he takes Tevita Pangai Jr.'s spot in the front row, Tevita Pangai Jr. goes back to lock, and then maybe Carrigan comes off the bench or something like that. I'm not quite sure, but... Um, I think that that's probably what's going to happen. That's what I would have thought would have happened anyway, but intriguing to see. I, I really hope that Matt Lodge takes, um, keeps his front row spot and starts. Um, if he does and gets reasonable minutes, you know, 45, between 45 and 50 minutes, he's a very good cash cow. Um, he's only at 390-odd. Um, very cheap for, you know, the minutes, the points that he can pump out. Um, Jake Turpin's looking like he's going to play 80 as well, which is... Kind of juicy as, I, as much as I hate to say. You'll be your team. Got him in my draft team. Happy with that. But I also do think that once um, Payne Haas comes back, that they'll reshuffle this team and maybe bring on a bench, um, a bench hooker or something like that, um, a utility to take some minutes off him, because uh, they seem to have more faith in people like Pat Carrigan and Payne Haas playing big minutes. Um, yeah. Or decent minutes anyway. Mightn't be as big as last year. Um, and Tess Lock. New being actually named. Sorry, were you going to say something, Daniel? Yeah, I was. I just wanted to touch on Lodge before you moved away from him because oh, yeah. his own his his ownership jumped up like five percent. He's nearly at ten percent ownership uh, since the team list got named. So I think he's yeah, giving him starting spot. He could be a decent cheapy option, but it depends on what they change to when Haas comes back into the squad. So um, a bit tentative on him, but with a break even of twenty nine, only cost three ninety k. He's he's he looks pretty good. Good value. Yeah, a little harmless. Um, yeah, Tess New is any, any other person I want to touch on. He's actually been named in the squad, um, given his off-field dramas, and he's a Julie now center winger fullback, so very handy. Get him in. Um, yeah, I think that's all I had to say, really. No, love your work, uh, gentlemen. Um, look, I'm going to run through uh, Daniel's boys now. We're going to go through para-eels. Um, so we've got Clint Gutherson uh, starting at fullback. Mike Sivo on the wing, Tommy Opacek at three, Wonga Blake at four, 
Uh, Blake Ferguson at five. Uh, Dilly Bags, again, absolute snack. Again, do yourself a favor. Get around his Instagram, uh, starting at 5'8". Uh, Mitch Moses at seven. RCG, Regan Gallagher at eight. Uh, Reed Marnie at nine. Junior Paulo, 10. Sean Lane, 11. Uh, Ryan Madison at 12. Nathan Brown, 13. Uh, Oregon Kafusi on the bench. Isaiah Papali'i on the bench as well. Keegan Hipgrave and Will Smith round out the interchange. Uh, boys, thoughts? Uh, Mooney, if you could uh, fire away first, that'd be great. Yeah, look, I have absolutely no surprise in this team. This has sort of lived up to all the predicted team lists for Parramatta, I think, um, from memory. Um, Nathan Brown's going to be big this year. I reckon he's almost a must-have in your team. Um, based off this bench, Kafusi, Papali, and Keegan Hipgrave, I think um, Nathan Brown's playing huge minutes here. Um, yeah, and I'm intrigued to see where Will Smith plays, whether he comes and takes some minutes off Reed Marnie, but otherwise, I'd... I think this has been a pretty solid team. Um, you got usual suspect, Maddo, Brown, um, Moses. It's going to be pretty handy. Tom Opacek could be a cheeky cash cow if um, if he can keep that spot when Oldfield comes back. And I don't even know what's happening with Michael Jennings. So I think Opacek's a decent option. So, yeah, it's about all I had to say as well. Yeah, I think you're right, Moon. Usual suspects here. There's no real much change from last year. I think the scores are going to be pretty consistent. Uh, Tom Opacek is the only... Uh, maybe a uh, play you could go for as a cheapie with a break-even of 25, only 333K is probably a, a decent pickup if you need another centre, which um, there are limited numbers of. They're probably You really want to be having cheapies in your centres, so he's probably one to look at. Uh, other than that, it's the Reed Mahoney-Will Smith combination. So Reed Mahoney getting 80 minutes basically every game last year until the back end of the season when... Uh, who was it? Ray Stone started taking minutes off him. Yeah, um, it did. yeah, it did, did him dirty. He was getting around forties towards the back end of last year, so it might be an avoid on Reed Mahoney for now, just to see what the rotation's like. But um, even if Will Smith starts taking minutes off him for the first couple of rounds, and maybe maybe Mahoney's fitness just isn't there yet, and they have a bench hooker for a little bit, and then he might be a decent pickup uh, in, after the first couple of rounds. But um, I would steer clear for him for now. But that's really about it for Para. No, fair enough, gentlemen. Beautiful. Uh, moving right along to the New Zealand Warriors and Gold Coast Titans. We'll go with the Warriors first. Uh, RTS starting at fullback. Dave Fusatua on the wing. Ewan Aitken at centre. Peter Hiku centre. Ken Mamalo on the wing. Cody Nicarima, 5'8". Chanel Harris-Tavita at halfback. Adam Fanua blake uh, at prop. Wade Egan at hooker. Jermaine uh, Tanoa-Brown at prop. Alisi Katoa at second row. Bailey Siren in second row. Tohu Harris at lock. Uh, Jazz Devanga on the bench, Ben Murdoch Masilla, Leeson Armour, and Bunty Afoa. Uh, Daniel, fire away with your thoughts. Yeah, look, a lot different to what I thought it was going to be. I was I was almost predicting uh, Tavanga to be a lock for my team until I saw this team list. So uh, very very confused as to why he's named at number fourteen. I assume it's probably because uh, he's going to cover for Wade Egan a little bit, and they've moved Tohu Harris into his usual lock position for now. Um, but even the the edge forwards for the Warriors in Katoa and Sirinan, I didn't think Katoa was going to come straight back in from his injury, and I didn't think Sirinan was going to get a starting spot either, considering the players that they have. Uh, but I think that's just the effect of Jazz Tavanga moving to the bench and Harris taking the spot again. Um, Tanoa Brown starting again. I guess he did get a he did get a lot of game time at the start of last year, and he was a very good cash cow last year, so he must have done something right there uh, and got his spot into the he's got and secured his spot in the squad so 
um, he's keeping Lee Snarmow on the bench. And it's good to see Bunty Afoa back in the squad, but um, probably not a fantasy prospect this season. That's probably it. Tohu Harris is looking pretty good if he can hold that lock spot, but I don't think that's going to be long-term, I'd say. I think Jazz Devanga will eventually take that lock spot and Harris will move to an edge. But for now, that's the way it's going to look. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I I don't think I'd be touching um any anywhere anyone that's in these edge positions here for um for the Warriors. I think Toe Harris will probably go back to an edge, but if he can play big minutes at lock, Toe Harris, um, he's huge value. Um, I don't know. I I'm very intrigued just to see what how he's going to go this year. I've sort of. Still, still a bit clear of Tohu Harris. I think he'll be um, overshone by some of these forwards, um, or just a lot less workload. Maybe is better word, that, um, better choice of words than overshone. But um, I think glad. To... Sorry, sorry, I was going to say I think it's the effect of Tavanga being back. Right, he had all of last year playing without Tavanga in the squad, and that's why his points are or his average Ugh. is quite high. Yeah, Tavanga and also having Adam Blake sitting in the middle with you. Um, you've got someone else a little yeah. bit more reliable than Tanoa Brown, and oh, he was a first-year player, and I loved the look of him. He looks excellent, I thought, for the Warriors. So I do like that they've given him a starting spot, um, whether it's long-term or not. Um, I like that they've given him the chance. Um, I was just going to say that Ben Murdoch, Masala, has gone to the bench, and I'm very happy about that. Hopefully his ownership drops. Oh, I mean, hopefully it doesn't. That that will help me out a lot, but... Um, yeah, that we we did call that from a little while ago, and I'm not surprised at all. Still at um, uh, 17%, actually, his ownership. Crazy. Yeah, I think it'll probably stay up there. I don't know. I have no idea what this rotation is going to be. At least I'm out. Bunty or Foe probably going to the front row, but I've no. Adjust Vanga, maybe he takes minutes off Wade Egan, maybe he goes into lock for Tohu Harris, or Murdoch Masala goes into lock for Tohu Harris, and Jazz Vanga takes minutes off Wade Egan. No idea. Um, Thoughts on boys? Do you mind if I just chime in really quickly? I just, yeah, I just look. This this might be a little bit of an out there theory, but I, I seriously, I'm looking. I'm looking at RTS as as an option here, and for me, he just seems unders this year. I know he had a he had a quiet year by his standards last year, but I'm looking at him. It's his last year with the Warriors, and he's a lot cheaper than some of the other fullbacks. What what do you boys think as RTS as a prospect? Do you think do you think or or, or is it just yeah? If he's there, maybe you know. What, what do you reckon, boys? I wouldn't say maybe, he's a, maybe I'm being over emotional. Yeah, I wouldn't say he had a quiet year last year. He didn't. He definitely had a, a year where he's a bit unders, but he wasn't quiet. But the problem is he's around the same price as like your Brimsons and your Pappenhausens. Um, and I know everyone's like, oh, it's his last year. He's going to pop off this year. But um, I just don't. I just don't see that. Generally, people fade towards the end of their, their end of their NRL careers even though that's generally of old age, not because he's moving to another code. But um, I still don't see him probably changing from the average of about 50 that he normally holds. And I think you've probably got better op- options in Brimson and Pappenhausen, especially with Pappenhausen taking the kicking at the storm. Yeah, I, All right, I agree fair enough. That. Yep, beauty. All right, moving along to Gold Coast, we've got, speaking of, uh, AJ Brimson starting at fullback, Anthony Don on the wing, Brian Kelly center, Patrick Herbert center, Corey Thompson uh, starting on the other wing. Uh, Ash Taylor at six, Jamal Fogarty seven, Jared Wallace eight, Mitch Ray nine, uh, Fodder Waker at ten, Kevy Proctor eleven, Dave Fafita twelve, T- uh, Tino Fasul Malaawi uh, at lock, Tyrone Peachy, Sam Lasone, Jamin Jolliffe, Aaron Clark are the bench. Thoughts, boys? Daniel, do you want to fire away first? Sure. Uh, good to see there's uh, a bench hooker there. 
which I hate, obviously. Mitch Rain would have been a great option at hooker at his price, um, giving, given 80 minutes, but the fact that Aaron Clark's there is probably a no-go now. Uh, Brimson, just considering his form at the end of last year, is a definite pickup, as I was saying before. Uh, Brian Kelly also looks a very good option in the centres. Now that uh, the Titans have a bit of a forward pack, they can actually hopefully get a bit more space on an edge to score some tries. And Kelly was just standing people up and taking them on anyway to, uh, last year as well. So I think he's definitely a good uh, pot in the centres. I'm not sure of his ownership at the moment, but yeah, he's he looks the goods. Very pricey. Uh, is he? Oh, okay, so he might be more of a... Uh, a pick up and stick to if you're gonna if you're gonna pick him up, but um, that's a decision for you to make, I guess. Um, other than that, I'm not really. I guess the obvious the obvious one we're looking at is David Fafita and Tino at uh, at lock. I think David Fafita is probably a lock in most squads. I know he's the one of, if not the top owned player in fantasy at the moment uh, after Tino as well. But I. Yeah, I, I think they're pretty safe options there. The only obvious one is Tyron Peachy on the bench, maybe taking minutes from Tino, but I think Fafita should be locking down just about 80 minutes on an edge every game at this point. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he's any worry, um, any worry there. Um, I've only sort of got Jamin Jolliffe and Sam Lazzoni, who will probably, who presumably will take Fodder Waker and Jared Wallace. So Tyron Peachy will have to go into that to that lock role. Um, yeah, it'll be. Everyone's eyes will be peeled to see how many minutes um, Tino plays. So I haven't got him in my squad at the moment, just in case. Um, but yeah, I, I, and I'm happy to to pay the extra thirty to forty k um, if he seems to have a big week and Tyron Peach actually doesn't play very many minutes um, and get him in next week. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I think it'll be very interesting to see a bit of a watch and wait. Um, I really like Patrick Herbert this year. Um, I thought he was a bit of an underrated player, so I think he could be could be some sort of value if you if you want to go elsewhere with your centres. Brian Kelly, I really like him in centres as well. He'll be a long term option if you want to splash some cash in your centres. Um, so I did like what you said about about that tackle breaking machine, um, Brian Kelly. So yeah, a lot of a lot of value in this squad. Jamal Fogarty as well as the other. I don't know what his ownership's like, but um, I think he'd be a handy point of difference if you didn't go for someone like your Munsters, your DCEs, or your Clearies, or you wanted to partner someone like a Fogarty with a Munster. Um, yeah, rather Fogarty, than going... Yeah, I think he's a good value. Fogarty's a bit of a pod there, I think. Uh, he's he's only he's less than 5% ownership, and his break-even's 50, but he should be getting about 50 to 55 a game. Given the forward pack they have now, yeah, he's going to get a lot more space, I'd imagine. In the middle yeah, there to he be kicks a, too, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He'll be the main playmaker there. I don't see Ash Taylor taking many points from him, even from last year. Like Ash Taylor didn't do that much. Uh, so Fogarty's pretty pretty safe there in the halves. Uh, yeah, I think you're right there about um, Peachy taking minutes from Tino, but he Peachy also did play a bit of lock. I'm sorry, not a bit of lock, a bit of hooker as well last year at times. So he might take minutes off Rain as well. With Aaron Clark, I think, that you wouldn't have thought so. Oh, yeah, good point. I guess not. But, um, yeah, you're probably right there, him taking minutes off Tino. I still think Tino should be getting big minutes. It'll be very surprising if Tino and Tyrone Peachy are both on the on the field at the same time. I'll be very happy if that's the case because um, Tino's minute, uh, Tino's PPM's just under one. So if he even gets, like, 50 minutes, 60 minutes, he's going to be scoring big. So he still looks a good buy, and I'm probably going to have him in my team. 
No, beautiful. Well said, gentlemen. Uh, moving on to, again, it's probably, probably a bit of a usual suspect here. We're moving on to Roosters and Manly. Um, Teddy at fullback, uh, Daniel Tupou on the wing, Joshy Morris in the centre, Joey Manu the other centre, Brett Morris on the wing. Uh, Lockie Lamb, the newcomer, at 5'8". Luke Keery at halfback. Lindsay Collins in the, uh, in at prop. So I guess that's new. Uh, Jakey Friend at 9. Siwa Siwa Taukeahu at, at prop. Uh, Angus Crichton uh, in the second row. Satili Tupanua uh, in the second row as well. Isaac Liu at lock. Uh, Adam Kieran um, gets his first gets his first chance with the club. Uh, on the bench, Jared Wiriaha Graves moves to the bench as well. Nat Butcher. Uh, Daniel Saluka Fafita uh, is the last player on the bench as well. Uh, boys, any any sort of surprises? I know there's a few injuries and, and whatnot in in that team, but yeah, talk me through it, gentlemen. Uh, Mooney, you far away. Oh yeah, yep. Sort of the usual suspects here as well. Um, good value in sort of basically all this Roosters starting squad. Um, Jared, we hear Hargrave's not not starting. It's a bit of a surprise, but um, doesn't really have too much impact on fantasy. Um, Classic value, you shouldn't probably have him in your team um, based on his scoring. Adam Kieran wouldn't get too excited. Um, Sammy Verrills will come into the will come into the squad next week. I think him and Victor Radley will both come in next week. So Victor Radley will presumably take that um, that lock role, and Leo will go back to the bench. I I assume. Um, so Jake Friend won't be playing. Won't be playing eighty, unfortunately. Um, going towards your lack of lack of eighty minute hookers. Um, yeah, there's not too much to say. There's no no cheapies in this squad, um, and very few point of difference options. Uh, maybe Takiaho, but there's everyone's going to be good value. Luke Keary is probably another, probably a decent shout still. Um, I think I've spoken about this before. Really like him and Lockie Lamb. So yeah, that's about all I'd probably say. All yeah. good value. There's not much to talk about here. I think like Lockie Lamb is probably your only main pickup here. I think Crichton's got. Uh, a lot of points coming his way with Cordner out for most of the season and Orbison leaving the club. There's a lot of uh, minutes to be had there on an edge, and I think he'll be playing basically 80 every round um, for now. Tupanua is honestly a decent shout as well, but he probably won't play 80 on that edge. Uh, Isaac Liu, yeah, as you said, Victor Radley will be back in next round. Don't worry about that. Isaac Liu is probably a no-go, and Takiaho doing the kicking from what it looks like from the trials he was kicking. And then when he was off the field, Tedesco was kicking. So um, Teddy's still a very good gun option at fullback and Takiyaho's a good pod in the middle there as well. But yeah, that's really it. I don't think Adam Kieran has any business being on the bench there. <laughs> I didn't think he was big enough to play uh, a couple of minutes at hooker anyway. I, I can't believe he's on the bench, but um, weirder things have happened, I guess. No, fair enough, gentlemen. Uh, all right, now there are a few surprises in this team. I don't think anyone else thought that uh, that Dilly Walker would be winning the fullback spot, but there he is. Uh, Dilly Walker fullback, Jason Saab on the wing, Brad Parker uh, uh, in the centres with Moses Suli, Ruben Garrick the other wing, uh, Kieran Foran at six, uh, Chez at uh, sorry Daily Cherry Evans at seven, uh, Josh Alloway again makes his debut for the club um, this week as well uh, at prop, Lockie Croker. At nine, uh, Marty the Man uh, in at 10, Jack Kozhevsky at 11, Curtis Sirenin at 12, Jakey T, uh, at, uh, Jake Trebojevic at 13, uh, Tavita Funa, uh, Andrew Davey, Morgan Boyle, and Taniela Paseka are the bench. Now, a fair bit to talk about with uh, with this group, boys. Uh, Daniel, give me your thoughts. Yeah, Dylan Walker at fullback, very interesting. Um, a lot of people were tipping Morgan Harper to take that spot, and he did look quite good there. 
as well. But yeah, unfortunately, Walker's taken that number one spot for now. Um, Jason Saab as well, taking a wing spot. Very good. He'll probably uh, get a few... There'll be a few teams with him in, in it as well, just because he's a basement price cheapy. I don't see him scoring huge, though. He'll probably be like the same as your Fusa Tours. He'll probably get you 25 to 30 each week. Not a lot of cash to be made there. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, it's probably a stay clear of Jason Saab, really. He's probably more of a trap than he is a, a cheapy. Then you've got your Brad Parker, Moses Suli in the centers. Pretty st- standard centers there. Nothing too much going. Um the main news is, I guess, Jack Kaszewski winning that edge spot over Andrew Davey. The only thing is, given their bench, they've got two front rowers. They've got Tavita Funa, who's was who's a centre but by trade, but was playing a bit of fullback last year. And then Andrew Davey, it's probably going to be 40 minutes Kaszewski, 40 minutes Davey. I don't see much upside in either of those two at this point in time. They're probably going to be evenly splitting the minutes on that edge and not really making much money fantasy-wise either. So I'd probably stay clear of those two. Uh, but other than that, Lachlan Croker surprisingly looks like a decently good, decent buy with Cade Cust already being named in the New South Wales Cup squad. Um, he's only 307k with a break even of 23. What do you boys reckon? Oh, big old trap. I think Cade Cust will come into this team. Oh, uh, they'll I'm, bring in I'm... Josh Schuster and Foran will play some minutes at, at nine, personally. No, well said. Makes me nervous, makes me nervous, makes me nervous. Yeah. Yeah, he's just, he's quite cheap. 23 point break even, only 300-ish K. Like, there's definitely, there is some upside to be said in just going off this team list, but there's too many variables to probably select him, I'd imagine. I think it's a similar sort of setup to the Tex Hoy thing. I mean, like, I I think you know the days are numbered, but there's probably a decent little upside there. But yeah, look, actually, you know what? I reckon no. I reckon you're right. I reckon that's probably less of a risk than than than, than it would be for Tex Hoy probably because you know what that that hooker spot's at least up for grabs. So yeah, you know what? Actually, you know what? It, it, it still makes me nervous, and I'm probably not going there. But there is probably a bit of upside there. Yeah, yes, I guess I'm the opposite to that person. I think Lachlan Croker for me in fantasy, he's always he's always a pest. He always takes minutes off someone that I want to do well. <laughs> Last year it was Danny Levi. I wanted him to play eighty, and Lachlan Croker came on and took twenty minutes off him every week. Um, it was very annoying. So. I was kind of hoping that um, someone like Cade Cust might be able to come in and get decent minutes and play, you know, majority of the game at hooker and would be a good pickup because it's Julie as well for memory. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't like Lachlan Croker at nine. I don't, think, I don't like him as a pickup, but yeah. Yeah. Kudos Dangerous, but a, but a definite play to look at if you're short a hooker, which you probably shouldn't be. There's so many options, really, for cheap hookers. Um, but... Uh, yeah, Lucky Croker at 300k is looks looks pretty good. Yeah, you're all about the cheap hookers. Fair enough, Daniel. Um, all right, uh, talking through Penny Panthers and the greatest rugby league team on earth. Uh, let's start with Penrith. Um, Dylan Edwards at fullback, Charlie Staines on the wing, Paul Momorowski uh, again swaps to another new club. Um, so he's on. He's making his club debut this week uh, at centre. Stephen Crichton at centre, Brian Toto uh, on the wing, Jerome Luai at 5'8", Nathan Cleary halfback, Moses Leota prop, Happy Coruscant hooker, James Fisher-Harris, the other hooker, Billy Army Kikau in second row, Kurt Capewell, the other second row spot, Isaiah Yo at lock, Tyron May, Spencer Linu, Matty Eisenhuth and Liam Martin round out the bench. Uh, boys, talk me through it. Daniel, far away. Yeah, good to see that Momorowski got that centre spot. 
I think he's probably the better centre to Tyron May, just even if you just take it on the, the grand final last year where they were just running over the top of May at centre there. Uh, I think they probably got him for a reason, giving away Dane Laurie as, as well, considering Laurie is a very good prospect at fullback. They obviously see something in Momorowski, so I think he's pretty pretty safe there in that centre spot and a decent buy as well to start the season, given that he does score quite well at centre when he gets 80 minutes. Uh, yeah, not a huge amount. I mean, it's pretty standard. Their squad, Appy Corusau is going to get 80. Uh, Kickout is probably going to get you your 50 to 60 minutes, still not get huge scores and be that annoying player that gets like 60 one week and then 20 the next week. Um, just steer clear of him, just as a general rule. Isaiah Yo is still going to get big minutes. Fisher-Harris, big minutes. Uh, Kurt Capewell snagging a starting squad off, spot off Liam Martin. Very, very good. Uh, I think he probably won't get 80, but he'll still get decent scores. He might be a bit of a, a pickup later in the year if he loses a bit of cash because he is quite expensive at the moment. And Moses Leota starting as well could be a, a decent option in the front row. But other than that, your usual um, captaincy option in Nathan Cleary, obviously leading the way. Where do you reckon Tyron May comes to this squad, Daniel and Tom? What oh, does he do? What does he play? He generally, what what happened with him last year? He came on for a, a second rower and then he kind of floated around the play the ball. Is that what his normal play was? Oh, I don't know, because if he does that, then where does Liam Martin play? Yeah, that's the thing. So I think I think last year he came on for a front rower or a second rower and just kind of floated around the middle of the park as he was needed. And he only did that for about 15 to 20 minutes. So he's probably going to have a similar role again, unless yeah. he's going to be a straight swap into a center position, which I don't understand why well, he they, would do they that. Used him as, yeah. They used him as kind of like a, a playmaking floating forward last year. They just kind of had him sort of float from side to side. And he did obviously spend a little bit of time at center, but I, yeah, I think he was just ended up being that sort of like that link guy. He just sort of floated a little bit. Like a Tyron Peachy. Yeah. The kind of, kind of a, a Mr. Fix it, throw him wherever you need him kind of thing. Because so he, obviously he got the nod over was it Brent Naden he came in for with the with those obviously yeah. off field indiscretions where he sort of came in. Yeah. Yeah, but that was when he was chucked into center. I think given that he's in the number fourteen jersey, he's probably going to take minutes from Kickout, I'd say, uh, and just float around the middle of the middle of the oh, rough. You reckon? I wondered whether Lee Marn would take his um sp- would take Kickout spot, and then Tyron May would maybe take some minutes of Yo. Yeah, I yeah, Yo. I don't know. Yo was playing 80 last year, and Fisher-Harris was playing close to it as well. I don't see them losing minutes. It's probably your Moses Leota, your Viliami Kikau, and your Kurt Capel. That's why I think Capel is probably going to lose a bit of cash and come down a bit, but could be if... if uh, I don't see him playing 80, actually, this year, just given their squad. But um, surprising that they didn't give Burton to the Bulldogs. <laughs> they kept him just to chuck him in the reserves. That's a, That was an interesting option. Yeah, need um need a halves, um half a uh, need a half for Origin apparently. I'd say, <laughs> yeah. or yeah, a couple that Drone Luai and yeah, yeah. Cleary both go. Yeah, yeah. fair. Yeah, I guess tough old, tough old go if you're Matty Burton. You know, you burning to to get a start, and yeah, you just got to wait. But I suppose there's worse blokes to to sort of learn from than than Nathan Cleary. Um, all right, let's talk through let's talk through the greatest sporting team to ever exist, uh, the North Queensland Cowboys. Uh, Scotty Drinkwater at fullback, Kyle Felt on the wing, Isam Masters at centre, uh, the Hammer, Hamiso, Tabuai Fido uh, in the other centre spot, uh, Val Holmes uh, on the wing, Michael Morgan, he's back, everyone. 
He's back. Don't worry. All is well. He's back uh, at 5'8". Jakey Clifford at halfback. Uh, Frankie Molo uh, at prop. Reese Robson at hooker. Jordan McLean at prop. Mitch Dunn, Cohen Hess, and Jason Talmalolo. Um, and then we've got Jakey Granville, uh, Josh McGuire, Corey Jensen, and Ruben Cotter. Uh, boys, I'm biased, so no one come to me. Far away. Honest thoughts. Uh, Mooney, you, you go first. Oh, where do we start here? Um, the biggest shot for me was Val, Scotty Drinkwater. Um, you know, that sort of switch there. I thought Val was going to play fullback. I think we've always said that that's going to be the best thing for the for the club, we thought, but that's all right. Um, we'll see how it pans out for him. It's oh, devastating for his fantasy prospects. Um, so I don't think he's any value on the wing um, compared to what he's at fullback. Scott Drinkwater makes him a very interesting prospect as well. Um, being a jewelry, um, I think Scott Drink was probably better value in the halves um, and picking him as a winger fullback. Um, I'm big on ECM Masters this year. I think he'll come back better. Hammer at centre is um, worse value than when he's on the wing, I think, personally. No, it's going to work. We're winning the Premiership. <laughs> <laughs> we're, riding um, it. we're riding it all the way to finals, baby. It's the year of the ambush. And as much as I like Ruben Cotter and um, Reese Robson, really like them both as players. So it's probably good to see them both in the in the, in the squad. Footy wise, in fantasy, it's a bit of a killer. Um, and Mitchell Dunn is probably going to be a bit of a no go once maybe Tommy Gilbert comes back. Um, he's always going to be fighting for that spot. Um, and based on this bench, I think Ruben Cotter is actually meant to be coming on and playing lock. And Jakey Granville will come on and take um, Reese Robson's. Um, spot and they'll sub off. Um, so I'm pretty keen to see Ruben Cotter actually play in the middle. I didn't see any of him play in the trial game. So, um, yeah, I think that'd be pretty good to see. What do you think, Daniel? Yeah, I think um, uh, I think it's very interesting playing with three hookers in, in a squad. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> obviously one of them is going to be taking that lock role. Uh, I didn't think Cotter would be big enough to be playing through the middle at lock, but I guess if he's playing hooker, he's probably the same kind of player. Anyway, uh, that means... He can do whatever he wants. (laughs) Sorry, we're just scrutinising your squad here. They're tough up north, boys, I'm telling you. I'd say there's probably no value in picking up Robson, Granville, or Cotter. They're all going to be sharing minutes in that squad, and you really want one of them to be getting 80 at some point, which probably means that Mitch Dunn or Cohen Hess, either or, they might both be getting 80 minutes on that edge, which makes them... a decent looking prospect but i don't see their kind of what their scoring potential is like mitch dunn uh he's only he's 430k i don't think he played 80 minutes at all last year i think he was off the bench for most of it and he scored an average of around 30 so if he can get 80 minutes on an edge he might get you up to those 40 50 as well Real good-looking 30. <laughs> You're going to say that about everyone, aren't you? Correct. Just like you said about the hookers, they're ridiculous. They're all going to score three tries and it's going to work. Toddy Payton knows what he's doing, all right? And Todd, we trust. Keep yeah, I faith, think gentlemen. Payton's going to do good things with this squad. But like you said, I think Drinkwater's best position is 5'8 with Holmes at fullback. And they, they looked good during the trials when that was the case. But obviously... Peyton's seen something at training that's a bit different to what we see. I, yeah, ha- the hammer at centre is... Very interesting. I I feel like they're going to target his edge a lot. He's on Kyle Felt's edge, so they're gonna yeah they're probably going to hit the the uh, ball through the hands and just target him at centre and bit of a mismatch there. 
But um, other than that, I think, yeah, the edges are looking yeah, really good value. mismatch for the other the team. <laughs> God. Uh, what do you reckon, Mooney? I reckon the edges, Dunn and Hess, probably a, a decent shout. Uh, no, I don't agree with Dunn. I think, well, what do you do with Tom and Gilbert when he comes back? And I know Tom thinks that he'll play in the front row. I thought he'd play in the second row. Um, Doesn't matter. Play him a fullback. Doesn't matter. <laughs> there you I have think... it here. Tommy Birmingham. He's, uh, he's, Tom Gilbert's playing at fullback. Get out of here. He could. I'm saying he could. If he does, he scores a hat trick, gets gets 120. Sets a new record. I don't care. <laughs> boys are on, boys. I'm yeah. telling you, the boys are on. I reckon, um, I reckon Gilbert probably comes back on for a Cotter or a Granville. And then maybe a Josh, the yeah, on the bench for one of those two. And I think he he was probably he was touted to get a starting spot over Cohen Hess. And I think Hess is a much better bench impact player when he comes on. But um, yeah, I guess it's wait and see for them. If you want to take a risk, Dunn or Dunn probably looks a decent risk, but it's a big risk at that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't go there. But if you really wanted to, you know, try something out there and get your team different to everyone else's, then Mitchell Dunn, yeah, could be a shout. Um, I I, don't, I like Cohen Hess starting. Um, I think he's a good, good eighty minute edge, um, edge player. Um, and he's quite senior in this squad, obviously as well. So I think um, I think okay. that he'll probably lock down that spot. Although um, Esan Masters looked very good in the trials for the, I think he only played like half hour, but he was making tackle busts left and right. Yeah, so and it might be his year and a try try assist as well. I think. Um, yeah. He had a very quiet year last year, and we know in his first year in the NRL, he was a huge scorer, averaged just under 40 a game, or just over 40 a game, I think it was, actually. And his average, based on last year, is only 28, and with a break-even of 29, he could make a bit of cash there as well as a as a good centre. just needs to hit that form, which he looked like he did in the trials, but I guess it'll come down to round one. If you want to take a risk, there's another centre for you. I suppose yeah, the only other option you talk about there is Michael Morgan as well. Um, I know Tom rates him and... Um, the whole world life. rates him, Lachlan. <laughs> um, so he's... I I, rate, I think he's a risk, but um, you know, I'm very keen to see how he plays and hope that he gets his fantasy scores up there. Um, yeah, decent I, point. Yeah, well, I think well, so. Well said. I agree. I agree. Could you tell I was scared saying that? <laughs> hey, hey, look, look, I'm nothing if not fair. I agree with you. The Cowboys, all I heard through that entire segment, Cowboys are winning it all. Everyone on the team probably going to average about oh, roughly 80-odd, and the three-hooker system's going to go beautifully. Uh, Hamiso's he's the centers and, wor- and, and, and back rowers' worst nightmare because he's got shoulders like iron, so it doesn't matter who runs at him. He's going all through it. So that, that's what I heard. That's what I chose to take away. Well said, gentlemen. Yeah, 80 points with captaincy, yes. Why are you going to hurt me? Um, Still generous. Uh, all right, look, let's talk through <laughs> Let's talk through um, uh, the next game. We've got Raiders and Tigers. Uh, again, a lot, a lot of usual suspects, but let's, let's go through it anyway. Uh, Raiders, we've got Chance starting at fullback. Uh, Bailey Simonson on the wing. Sebastian Chris at centre, um, which, which I guess is, is a bit um, surprising for some. Curtis Scott at centre. Uh, then we've got Jordan Rappin on the wing, Jack Whiten at 5'8", Georgie Williams at halfback, uh, Josh Papali at prop, Josh Hodgson at hooker, Dynamis Louie at prop, Hudson Young second row, Elliot Whitehead second row, Joe Tarpany at lock, uh, Saliva Havili uh, off the bench, Ryan Sutton off the bench, Lucia Soliola off the bench, Ryan James off the bench. Boys, talk me through it. Mooney, it's your team. You you far away first. Um, yeah, all guns. Get them in. Team full of Raiders. That's enough said for me, I think. 
Get them all in. Wow, that's actually that's that's it. Okay. Yeah, get them all in. Seriously, <laughs> Sebastian, Chris, Captain. All I'm saying is there's no prizes for second. Hyping up your own team. That's all I'm saying. Also, Daniel, you had your shot and you missed it. Para, para, you you are you're not you're not a real para fan. You didn't take a chance. You, you had a worldwide platform. We've got millions of listeners. You didn't want to talk up the, the para eels. I'm, I'm saying you missed your shot, and now Dilly Dilly Bags is going to be crying over it. That's all I'm saying. Oh, just considering some of the players we bought in, I was a bit disappointed, to be fair. We didn't, every player that we bought in didn't even make the 17, let alone the 21. So, <laughs> hey, Tom Oppichet. Oh, good point. Yeah, we did did have one. That's a good good start. <laughs> through, through injury, because Oldfield's out. Oh, actually, Oldfield, you he brought, was in, a, brought in, in as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. All, I'm saying, all I'm saying, Moon, the Cowboys player, the ex Cowboys player got the nod over, over the ex Raiders player. Never mind he's injured, but the ex Cowboys player got the nod. If that doesn't <laughs> tell you something, I don't know what will. Anyway, if Moon's just going to say, yeah, get him in, well, Sebastian Chris, he'll only be there for a couple of rounds or one round, I think, with Croker coming back. Uh, other than that, the back line is basically as it should be, other than Bailey Simonson. He's probably a bit of a cheapie there on the wing, uh, probably in a similar boat to uh, Saab, I think it was. He'll probably get a similar score to him, but he does do the kicking while Croker's away, if, if not for one week. Uh, other than that, you move to, what have we got? Josh Hodgson at Hooker, has Saliva Havili on the bench, probably still a no-go for both those two. Papali and Dynamis Louie. Papali's just a, a proven gun. He's ha- happy to get him in. Dynamis Louie probably steer clear. Hudson Young at the edge spots. Now we have Corey Harawira and Naira coming back in two rounds, and we also have Corey Horsburgh coming back as well in round two. Probably not going to hold that edge spot, or at least not going to hold 80 minutes on an edge, so probably steer clear of him as well. But Joe Tarpany looks the goods, I think, at, at lock, uh, even if Corey Horsburgh comes back and takes 15 to 20 minutes off him. Uh, he could also move into the front row, Horsburgh, but... Uh, I think Tarpany's looking pretty good in, in a lock spot and could be a potential gun this year at uh, unders. All right, Beauty. Right? So we've got some genuine analysis and one-eyed ba- uh, buddy fandom from Moon with Get Him In There. All right, Beauty. Uh, all right, West Tigers. You'd never catch me doing that. Um, West Tigers. Um, Dane Laurie gets his first start for the club uh, at fullback. David Nofaluma on the wing. Jimmy Roberts uh, at centre. J- Joey Lealua at centre. Asuka Poa, uh, I'm sorry if I've butchered that, uh, on the wing. Uh, Moses Mbai at 5'8". Um, Lukey Brooks at 7. Jimmy Tamo at 8. Jacob Little at 9. Uh, Joe Offa Hengawi at 10. Luke Garner 11. Luciano Lelo at 12. Alex Twile gets the lock spot. Uh, Tommy Talao, Thomas McKayley, uh Stefano Utokamanu, uh, uh, and Russell Packer on the bench. So, boys, far away. Uh, Daniel, you, you go first. Oh, okay, cool. I, uh, okay, I didn't expect if that. You, so... if, you, if you start with get them in there, I swear to God. Well, yeah, I was going to say, I think Moon didn't say much Seriously, last week. Get them in there, though. <laughs> uh, I think the main one here is looking at Dane Laurie and if he is a good pickup for round one. I I think he's a very good pickup, and I know a lot of the boys don't agree with me on this, but I think even when Dewey comes back, and even if Moses Mbai does get the fullback spot, uh, and Laurie is dropped for the first couple of rounds. He's going to come back into that squad at some point this year. I think he's a genuine, uh, genuinely good fullback, and I think the Tigers need to persevere with him, even if he might not be the best option in that spot, because he will be their future at fullback, I'd imagine. Uh, other than Lowry, Little's looking pretty good at 
hooker there. He doesn't really have a bench hooker taking minutes off him, so he looks like he's going to be an 80-minute hooker there uh, for the time being. I'm not sure what Tommy Talao is going to be doing at number 14, but for now I'd say Little is probably an 80-minute hooker. And given the bench, I think Luke Garner or Luciano Leilua, probably Leilua, are going to be playing 80 minutes on that edge. Uh, Garner might lose a couple of minutes, but they've got three forwards on the bench, so I'm not sure how they're going to be rotating uh, Tarmow and Joe O in the forwards there. But I'd say they're the main ones to look out for. Even even Luke, Luke Brooks gets a bit of a shout, I guess, at halfback if he can uh, stay in form. Yeah, I, I agree with pretty much everything you just said. Dane Laurie, I really like him this year. I think that um, Mbai probably goes back to Mr. Fix-It at 14 um, and then maybe comes on and plays a bit of hooker. Um, Dane Laurie will play fullback, and I think Dewey comes on and plays six, which makes Dewey very good value at a winger fullback um, spot. I think he might be very a bit expensive um, and up there with, with someone who you'd probably want to end up as a keeper. So if you're confident in him... Um, yeah, not a bad shout as a point of difference option there. Um, where else do we go? Joe O is going to be big this year. Um, quote Tom Birmingham. Thank you. Um, yeah, I actually, I actually do like him. I have him in a few of my teams. Um, oh, you, why didn't you back me up in the pre-potty chat? I got nothing from you. <laughs> oh, just to talk about it in the potty. Thank you very much. Um, but anyway, so James Tamo, I'm intrigued to see how he goes this year fantasy-wise. I'm not sold. Um, I don't know how expensive he is, but I think he's lost a heap of money um, from last year. He had a bit of an underwhelming year, so fantasy-wise. So I think that if he seems to you know, show a bit of leadership and about some big scores, he could be okay. Jacob Little, value, get him on, even if he takes a bench role. Um, for me, Alex Twile's going to be a monster. Um He's at 700k. He's going to be sort of, I reckon he's base, base price keeper. Um, he's probably as cheap as he's going to get. Um, and the other one I quite like on this bench is um, Itukamanu. I think I might have said that all right. Um, I reckon he's going to come on and pump out some big scores. Really liked watching him line up Nathan Brown um, last year. I think that he's going to come out and pump out some, some reasonable scores um, from the bench. Um, probably start off with limited minutes to start off with, but I think that once you watch him play a little bit, he'll um, he'll get more and more um, as the year goes on. So I really like him this year um, as a as an option just for your, you know I think he's a two forty six k, so very base price. Um, yeah, chuck him in your emergencies. I think he's, he's yeah going to so. make some points there and make a bit of cash. Bit of cash, even if he gets like four hundred k, he's done his job in my opinion. Um, yep. One hundred fifty thousand, you can. You can upgrade, or you can sell to someone else. Base price who starts mid year, and use the money to upgrade one of your mids to a to a keeper. All right, well done, gentlemen. Um, moving on to <clears throat> the last game uh, that we've got here, we've got dragons and um, sharks. Uh, starting with dragons, we got Matty Dufty at fullback, Cody Ramsey on the wing, Jack Bird at center, Saki Lomax at center, Michaeli uh, Ravalawa. On the wing, Adam Clune at 5'8", Ben Hunt at halfback, Blake Laurie at prop, Andrew McCulloch uh, at hooker, Paul Vaughan at prop, uh, Josh Kerr in the second row, Tarek Sims in the second row, and Tyrell Fuimaono at, at lock. Uh, and then on the bench, we've got Poasa Farmasili, uh, Trent Merrin, Daniel Alvaro, and Braden Biliami. Um, all right, uh, Mooney, far away. Um, try and avoid any get him in theres and uh, see how you go. <laughs> um... 
Yeah, so the big probably talking points are Jack Bird actually being named at centre. Um, I quite like it. I'm I'm happily getting him in my squad. Um, but he's up there with probably your big three cheap, reasonably cheap um, centres. You know, partnering Avarillo and James Roberts for me. So probably take a pick of your three. Um, I quite like Jack Bird uh, given his experience. Um, the other thing I. I've seen a few people talk about Fumano starting lock, um, and I've said you know he's a decent option. I really, I really dislike it. I um, I think he's a big old trap every year. Um, I don't know if he's a cheap, if he's a, if he's a Julie anymore. Um, but I think that he doesn't keep that spot. Um, and I also think that Jackson Ford will probably work his way into this squad at some stage. Whether Josh Kerr goes, maybe Blocker Laurie goes back to lock. Um, Josh Kerr goes back to the front row and Jackson Ford comes back onto the edge um, I think that there'll be a bit of rearranging going on um, because Tara Fumano let's be real isn't going to be a long term option for the Dragons at lock just um, just on that really quickly Moon um, so with, with Tara Fumano being, being named at lock now is this a realistic scenario and I'll get your thoughts on it as well Danny before you give your team analysis let's say uh, Fear Guy or Fear Guy the, the young fellow who was um uh, a lot of people tip to get a spot in the centres. Do we think? Do we think that's the shuffle? We think he comes in for Jack Bird, and Jack Bird gets that lock role. Is that how you think it might play out? What do you What do you reckon? Is that Is that one of your main concerns with uh, Fumano at lock and not getting him in there necessarily? Oh yeah, I kind of forgot about that. Yeah, it could happen. Um, I think they'll see how Jack Bird pulls up the first few rounds, how his body um, goes. He's coming off a pretty few pretty major injuries, so I think they'll just want to reasonably ease him back into it. Um, but, yeah, what do you think, Daniel? Yeah, look, that's a possibility, but it's a very slim one, I think, now. I think Jack Bird's going to be taking that centre spot, and that's going to be his for the year, I'd imagine, even though he can be quite a utility player and play across everything. But that's more Fuimaono's domain. I think he's going to be that utility. He'll eventually find his way into that number 14, Guernsey. I know I got burnt by him last year, picked him up twice to only drop him again, uh, which really, really hurt, uh, especially Locking given the limited punishment. trades. Yeah, uh, so I think he's just, yeah, steer clear for now. I'd imagine Laurie probably goes back to that lock role most likely. I think they're just trying to, they're, they're just trying a few different combinations, I'd imagine, for the start of the season. There's a lot of different combinations they can have. Uh, very surprised that Pereira didn't get a spot and Ravalawa did. I I suspected Ramsey was going to get a start, but yeah, Ravalawa over Pereira was an interesting one considering Pereira is a tackle-breaking machine on an ed, on the wing there. Um, and then Willie Army on a bench spot with number 17. I can only assume that he's taking some minutes from McCulloch as a hooker, but he's a centre. Like, yeah, what's doing with all these wingers coming onto the yeah. bench? <laughs> there are no Nico Hines or something like that for the Storm. It's like Bellamy starts doing it and every other team starts doing it just to copy them, even though they have no idea what they're doing. Like, And Willie Army's not as dynamic as a Nico Hines. Like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. yeah. What's your thoughts on... Daniel Alvaro, I'm big on big on him this year. Personally. If he gets if he gets minutes, yeah, he's definitely good. But he needs he needs minutes. He needs at least 50 minutes to get decent scores uh, off a bench. He's never been good, especially at Parramatta when he was off the bench. He never hit big scores, but he needs yeah at least 50 minutes. When he was getting that start starting front row spot, he was pumping out 45s to 50s, which was ideal with 50 minutes because he is a big PPM player, gets a lot of meters down the middle. But yeah, he needs minutes and he's not going to get that from the bench. 
All right, beautiful boys. Uh, moving on to Cronulla. Um, let's talk through again a bit of a bit of an interesting team. This one. Uh, look, let's talk it through. Uh, William Kennedy at fullback. Uh, Sione Katoa on the wing. Joshy Dugan at three. Jesse Ramian at four. Uh, Mulatalo at five. Matt Moylan six. Chaddy Townsend seven. Braden Hamlin Ueli at eight. Blake Braley nine. Aaron Woods ten. Uh, Britton Nakora at eleven. Wade Graham twelve. Toby Rudolph thirteen. Uh, Connor Tracy comes onto the bench uh, as 14, Aiden Tolman 15, Jackie Williams 16, uh, Billy Magulius 17. Now, obviously, the, the big obvious mission is in the reserves, Andrew Fafita. Uh, boys, talk me through talking through the sides. Any surprises? Other, yeah. yeah uh, I, far away, gentlemen. Yeah, Fafita getting dropped was a, a big surprise, but I think I, I honestly assumed he was going to get a position over Jack Williams. Uh, on the bench, and I thought Billy Magulius was going to get some spot in this squad, uh, whether it be at lock or on a bench. Uh, but, yeah, I think other than Fafita being out, there's not much doing with this team. I think it was obvious Connor Tracy was going to get a bench spot, given how well he played last towards the back in the last year as well. Uh, other than the obvious cheapie in Matt Moylan, which I still don't agree with Mooney as being a cheapie. Get him um, in, captain him. <laughs> yeah, really, really weird shout. I know everyone's on him being a cheapie and being in the halves, but he's only averaged, at when he gets 80 at 5'8", he's only averaged around the 35 to 40 mark anyway. So yes, he'll make some money if he can survive <laughs> and not go down injured, but... I don't see that happening either. So I, I think he, you're better off spending that cash somewhere else, like an Avarillo. When it goes back to fullback, um, I think average is about 39 or 40 at fullback. Um, yeah, he, he's got to make it to around 13 or 11 or whatever Johnson's <laughs> back first. So, um, yeah, I think he's too much of a risk. Like Matt Moylan, Anthony Milford, they're, they're, they're risks in the halves. Milford less so, but Moylan is a huge, huge risk. Okay, right. so to sum up, Daniel hates Matt Moylan as a bloke yeah. for no not reason. Not hate, and Matt, but strong Matt, dislike. Matt Moylan's done nothing wrong to him, and Daniel just hates him flat out. Friend of Fair the enough. show, though. All right. Friend of the show. Are you on that bike with all that backpedaling you're doing? Boy, I've got to try. I've got to try. <laughs> Give myself a workout. Yeah, fair enough. All right, Moon, far away. Um, yeah, very disappointed that Andrew Fafita got dropped from the squad. I kind of liked him again this year. Oh. thought he was going to do something decent. Um, that's all right. I... Really like Aiden Tolman. I, I like Aiden Tolman as a bloke and as a player. So it kind of breaks my heart watching him go to the bench. Um, I wonder whether he'll get some sort of spot in this team, but I highly doubt it. I don't know. It's unfortunate watching him leave the dogs and go to the go to the Sharks, but that's right. It is what it is. Intrigued to see if Connor Tracy, um, you know, I think he was training at fullback at some stage or played at fullback, maybe one of the trial games. I'm not quite sure, but... Um, yeah, I think it was Connor Tracy, and I'm yeah. Sa- Sammy D, Sammy D gave us that mail. Connor Tracy yeah, was, right. was training fullback, and then obviously they've got Luke uh, Luke Metcalf in the in the fray as well. So they had uh, quite a few options there. Man, great point. Yeah, I don't know that Luke Metcalf will get a run this year. I think that he's something you know that you'll see in the future. But I think that um, Connor Tracy's a sort of dynamic bloke that you could see get a run at fullback one week if Will Kennedy maybe has a bad one. Um, and I think that he'll be really good in that in that sort of spot. But otherwise, fantasy wise, the only other options that I would sort of yeah obviously Matt Moylan for me um but I'm not big on this shark squad fan as, as a captain I'm assuming lucky yeah for sure um, <laughs> yep. get him in your wing of fullbacks <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about your James that. Tedesco's 
Matt Moylan all the way. We're riding that gravy Priorities. train, gentlemen. We are riding <laughs> that gravy train. Uh, boys, anything else to add? Because that, that's all the teams. No, very excited to have another year of footy oh, starting. Very, very soon. keen. Um, I've got some rapid fire questions for you. If you if you want to if you want to get through them nice and quick, if we can, we we've, we've actually probably covered the first one. But I'll go I'll go quickly. If we can get Moon, then Daniel to answer. I'll ask every question. We just get rapid fire questions. So Mooney first up. Uh, what do you think of Fu Mayono at lock? Is he a must have? No trap. Beauty. Daniel thoughts. Yeah, uh, need more information, but stick with me for now. Fantastic. All right, Moon, you up. Uh, here we go. Uh, if you could only pick between Jake Avarillo and James Roberts, who would you go with? Jake Avarillo, big advocate for halves playing in your centres. Beautiful. Yeah, Avarillo stronger, but ideally get both. Yeah, so, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm going to add a, add a third for that. I, I agree, Jake Avarillo, big old cash cow. Uh, now, final question, uh, final viewer question, that is, uh, Saab or Simonson? Mooney, what do you reckon? Or if you had to pick out of those two, Simonson has more upside. He'll kick for the first week. More tackle breaks, I think, um, if you had to pick out of those two. Yeah, uh, I'd say Simonson, but, uh, I mean, if you're cho- trying to choose between these two, you're obviously not doing great. Yeah, either. I don't know who's backed themselves into this corner, but either way, <laughs> get help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there's, there's psychological, you know, help that, that we can't provide here. So, yeah, oh boy. Um, boys, well done. Look, excited for a, for another year of, of footy. Um, obviously, all kicks off Thursday night. Um yeah, boys, well done. Yeah, excellent. Thanks, Can't wait till the footy's back. We've got the this is generally the longest wait is teamless Tuesday to the first round to the first game on Thursday. Hate Very this excited, wait. gents. Very excited. Happy to have another teamless Tuesday. Happy to be doing a potty with you lads. Well done, gents. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having us. Cheers, boys. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. Listen out for our round one review coming next Monday.